With less than 100 days to go to the London City Marathon, it's time to get down to the nitty-gritty of this marathon training lark. Today, we're going to talk about two things that get neglected as much as each other. The runner's diet and the runner's stretching. What foods should runners stock up on? What foods should they completely avoid? Is stretching dangerous for a relatively new runner like me? Or is it like travel insurance? It's boring. It seems like a waste of time you're better off investing in it. We will go around the parishes to hear what you've been running, hear how Sonia got on in Arizona, get coach Vinnie Mulvey on the live line and lots more. That's all coming up today on An Irishman Running Abroad. Sullivan testing the Portuguese. You know, I like to be fit and healthy, so the best way I know is to just get out there and run. Running was an outlet for me to, I guess, feel good about myself and, and take out some of the angers that were going on in my life. Sonia O'Sullivan is going to take the world Sonia O'Sullivan, great to have you on the line. You made it. You made it to the States. Yeah, I finally made it. I'm speaking to you from Phoenix, Arizona now. I, I missed my trip to Philadelphia, but I did actually get a trip to Seattle. Oh, um, nice. Oh, just overnight. It was a very fast trip. And I can't believe that, you know, all these airlines are running perfectly at the moment, you know? It's, <laughs> it's so disappointing, you know, that <laughs> when it doesn't matter. They can do things really good if they want to, but they can do things really bad too. And you wonder how something that works out so easily can sometimes be so bad. Yeah, because they um, grounded every plane across America this week because of oh, really? a, a corrupt <laughs> file in a, in a system. I blamed Marion McKeown for it because she was flying back from here. But you got, you got there, missed out on this beautiful yeah. Villanova presentation. I have to say, you sent me the video. It is. It was such a shame to miss it. Must have yeah. been good. Maybe we can share that with everybody. Yeah, I'll, I'll stick uh, it in the as a yeah. Patreon bonus piece of content. Just a stunning achievement. Like when you see it all laid out, exactly how dominant Villanova are. Like it's nearly moving, Sonia, watching that back. It was. It was amazing. And it, what was interesting was I knew we had nine team titles, but I couldn't remember how many individual titles we had because obviously to win the teams, you have to have individuals place pretty highly and and we actually always had winners and we also had nine individual winners so wow of, throughout those titles so yeah it was pretty and, impressive and so anyway, the other thing that was really impressive was let's be honest the the tiny the youngster head on you <laughs> well you mean the hairstyle and the uh I mean, you look like a baby, yeah. let's be honest. You really did look like a child. Uh, you were saying to me before we came I on air... I was one time. <laughs> yeah, but you were saying to me before you came on air that at that time you just didn't worry about stuff like tying your hair up. You just, just went out and ran like the clappers. Yeah, I mean, it, I suppose it was a different time, wasn't it? You you didn't know... Or you, there wasn't that many people taking pictures and you didn't see many pictures afterwards. So you, yeah. so you never really cared, you know, and you couldn't... You know, you never saw yourself that much. Um, There's no mirrors now. either. <laughs> no, not, not many anyway. Not as many as you see around the place now. Uh, so, it was definitely a different time, a carefree, enjoyable time. And and mm. it's funny, I actually got to see a little bit of that this weekend when I was in Seattle, and I got to, and we had a couple of athletes running. Um, but Sophie was also running for her University of Washington home meet for them, and it was like old times again, like back when she was at Wesley College in Melbourne and you know she did two races and then finished off with a leg of the relay which is so exciting you know the coach kind of leaves it up to them 
Mm. If they want to run the relay, they can. If they really don't, they don't have to. And Sophie's like, oh, look for it, you know. Yeah, I mean, that's a lot in one day. How'd she get, how'd she get on? So she did good. She had um, a personal best in the 800. She ran 205. First time under 206. She's been running 206 forever. Amazing. Um, I, don't, I don't think she'd run a PD like that since 2019. Um, so that was pretty exciting. And that was after running a 436 mile. Flipping hell. And um, yeah, and she had 58 seconds in the in the 400. So a little bit of speed work too. So it was a nice big workout day for her. Mm, and, I, um, I know I've yeah. asked you this question before, but like, are are you letting a few roars? Like, are you going, go on, Sabai? <laughs> yeah, I'm not as mad as one would think, you know. Uh, <laughs> probably not as mad as half those parents I saw this morning on the edges of the soccer fields that I was running. Oh, really? That was, that was very entertaining on my run this morning to see all the American parents out there supporting their kids playing soccer <laughs> yeah they're full on they're full on and it's as oh, full yeah. on as and we yeah. imagine it to be and with the amount of stuff they bring it's like you know chairs Gazebos. And picnics and yeah loads like when we when so we used to play soccer in australia and i would be the only person who brought it there and that was only because i couldn't stand up because <laughs> i'd be so tired after running earlier in the day yeah um, but here every you know it's you know it's the mobile homes are nearly coming and it was a little bit chilly this morning if you weren't running. So there was, uh, they were all underneath blankets and everything and, you know, probably cups of tea and coffee and all sorts going on. You know, they, they weren't really watching the soccer at all. They were just, <laughs> yeah. It was somewhere to go. It was tailgating <laughs> at, at the soccer. When exactly. I, yeah, when I brought up this topic to you, though, around uh, food specifically, you were like a bit like, well, you know, this is. This is the ABCs of me. I don't, I don't, I, I need you to remind me of what, what these questions are going to be, because for you, it's just, it's the language you speak. These are the foods you eat and then you know what to avoid almost automatically. Is that correct? Yeah, I think if you just kind of over time, you eat the things that, you know, work for you. And I do tend to eat a lot of the same stuff, particularly in the mornings, I think, before going out for a run or gym or swim or whatever I'm doing. Um, you know, you just know the certain foods that react good for you. And mm. so you stick with that. And every now and then you might eat something a bit dodgy the night before. I find it really hard to eat it out, I think, particularly late the night before going for a run. So I think when you do stuff at home, you're much more in control of how you're going to feel the next day. And it's yeah. not because I'm kind of paranoid about it or I'm worried about it, but it's just, I don't want to feel bad the next day. Oh, yeah. And you just don't know all the spices and salt and different things that go into boots when you eat out. Oh, completely. Um, There's so much butter. You can, you can just come home tasting of butter, <laughs> especially in Ireland. They just lash that stuff in there. But thankfully, we have so many great questions from the listeners. And I've pulled a few kind of questions that I've always wanted to ask. We need to do a little review of the week of your, your own running, my preparation for the London Marathon. And who better to bring onto the live line than Coach Vinnie Mulvey, one of the top physical therapists in the country, will join me now on the live line. Talk to Char on 1850 715 815. Vinnie, it's great to have you. Hey guys, how are we? <laughs> how are you doing? All good. Hey good, I'm great. It's been such a week of running. I covered 61 kilometers this week, Vinny. Sonia, did you did you clock in and do the exact plan that Vinny set us both? 
More or less, except that I skipped the park run and the time trial. I skipped the hardest <laughs> thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was, that Only was... because I had to take, I'd take a plane trip. So, uh, yeah, that's what I'm I about to say. That. And, Couldn't help yeah. it, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if I was sitting around here, you know, with nothing to do, I definitely would have done it. Um, and the problem was the track meet started at like, well, we had to leave at nine o'clock to get there. So, hmm. you know, I wasn't getting up that early. To yeah, I think you're off the road. hook. I think you're off you the hook, Sonia. You up for that. Yeah. <laughs> the kilometre session was kind of interesting because I had only just got here. I went, I did it on Wednesday instead of Tuesday. So it was five times a kilometre. And I think it was at faster than threshold pace. Hmm. And um, I wasn't sure exactly what pace to go, but then I just thought, okay, I'll just run hard. And then, you know, that's going to have to be it. And then I was kind of thinking it was a bit hard. And then Binny told me, oh, was it, there's a little bit of altitude up here. So I was happy to hear that. that <laughs> I was able to run at, you know, a, a decent pace. Um, but then also to know that there was a little bit of a handicap up here of being slightly at altitude. Even though you don't feel it on your normal run, so it's probably not that significant. But I think maybe when you just get you may mm. more and then of course the traveling you know you're not sleeping properly and you're trying to get your meals and food back in order you know because that gets all out of sync as well when you travel half the yeah, world. I mean that's the peripherals Vinny that uh, I mentioned to you over text this week that you know I loved the 1k session five five days yeah. at this kind of faster than threshold pace but I had had such a stressful week I don't need to go into it. We all know what stress looks like and how the other stuff in your life, like Sonia's saying, like flights and meals, getting stuff sorted, the niggly bits that are life. You can arrive at the track to do the session with the best will in the world. And I was just stressed out to the max, like the most stressed out I think I've been in years. Right. And you're going down there going, right, I'm going to get this thing done which seems stupid in the context of the other life issues that you're having i mean i it's probably not it's probably part of the training is it that you have to get yourself to mentally put that shit out of your head and get it done well i don't think i I think it's good to not be so hard on yourself like stuff happens i'd imagine that the the runs are kind of levelers for you you know and they're Mm. they kind of bring your anxiety or your stress levels down a bit that that's usually what people tell me and and that happens to me as well and like you're sitting there kind of looking out and it's lashing rain or cold and you're going i don't want to do this i'm having a crap day but then you do it and you feel like she's actually i feel great you know what they say the hardest part is getting the foot outside the door you know yeah 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 um, well, I went down and did it at Dunboyne Track. Were you on a track, Sonia, yourself? Uh, no, I was on a gravel path. So it was okay. kind of a, Very different. a path around a soccer field. And it was about 500 metres around. Right. So I did two laps each time. When I turned up to do it, was I, wasn't, I was a bit unsure. You know, I suppose I was questioning if I was ready for it or not. And then I thought, I went, we'll just do one and we'll see how we go. Mm. And uh, I think that's how you kind of bring yourself into a session you know when you're not 100% sure if you're ready for it or not if there's reasons for that you know I mean I don't question myself every week on this stuff it's like you, you have to push yourself once or twice a week most weeks it's just when other things get in the way that you might question yourself if you need another day off or not and um, yeah then I think you just have to do it one thing at a time 
and mm. then you see how you're getting along and you just you know, reassess every time and you know if you're if you're keeping it constant then you're you're probably okay sonia the interesting thing about sonia's workout on wednesday was she wasn't entirely sure of what pace she should run so i texted her paces but she didn't read the reply until after she did the workout okay and, and the workout that the the times were actually right around what i said so like Weird. you know I, I gave sonia a range of yeah times and but i think i think sonia was a bit kind of feeling a little bit geez that didn't feel great and then i looked at her strava and i was like you're running slightly at altitude there it's like it's not massive but she's up at 1600 feet or something you know and you're mm, like well enough and and you're traveling and stuff like that i just thought it was funny the way i suggested times i was a little bit unsure myself because i'm still figuring it out where sonia's at and and the times were more or less bang on you know mm. so that that was interesting you know well well the where sonia's at question and where we are is what basically what the last few weeks have been about right Vinny that like you know what have we got to what we, what's the clay here and some of that was what the 5k park run on Saturday was all about you sent me out as people want to remember last week to give it socks to give it a lash I did an impression of you last week yeah, I'm not sure <laughs> I, I, I certainly gave it a lash but to, to briefly catch you up on what the lash looked like it was a Baltic out there on Pop and Tree Park Run. Uh, those members and listeners that were down there were like, "Jar, not wearing long sleeves." So I was down there in my Sanctuary Runners T-shirt and the tiniest yellow shorts I had available to me, and I completely miscalibrated <laughs> what I should wear. I don't know if either of you know this feeling where you got it wrong in what you're wearing, <laughs> and the cold is cutting you in two on the first kilometre and I just felt like that first kilometre of it was harder than it ever should have been if I'd just worn some feckin' long sleeves and maybe a pair of tights all excuses to one side I managed to complete it in what was it 22.09 and you know what Vinny I did think to myself not too bad for a man who's been injured for the last two months uh, how did you feel about it when you looked back over the numbers well, your your finish time was actually quicker than that. It was twenty one twenty nine, isn't that right? Oh, okay, cool. I'll take it on the on the website. Is on the, the website, market. yeah, yeah. So go oh, go right. by the go by the fastest time. So. <laughs> but like, yeah, your yeah. watch guy, your watch is not. You can never trust that watch. Yeah, you hate no, the Apple no. Watch gets a dig in the guts every week on this show. <laughs> we just, I don't know how we're gonna beat it into you to get a Garmin or, or you know. I, I know. know. I looked. At, I looked up. Your park run to try and figure out. Well, you know, did you start fast or was your pace even? I couldn't even see that. Like, why did that not come up? <laughs> it made, it made no, no sense, sense at all. I'll tell you why. Because no. I decided I would treat the park run as a workout, so I registered it in the Work Outdoors app on my watch, and then of I course I was at the start line just and start and stop. I know, and they said three, two, one, and I hit three, two, one on the watch, and then they went, no, wait, there's three people who are late. Let's all wait for these three people. Did they do that? Yeah. And, and I was like, oh, for fuck's sake, I've started my watch now in this. I would have I would have kept running. I, I wouldn't care. <laughs> Tough shit. <laughs> Jesus, like, come on. You don't you don't you don't go to the movies and restart the movie if someone's late. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, it would have been would have been a strange moment when I'm like, fuck them. 
fuck these yeah. people they're like let's get going anyway long story short that's why I completely made a hames of recording it Vinny you sent me a, a thread of a fella who's talking about embarrassing your body and how what you're trying to do here is embarrass your body in different ways each week and I certainly felt like I humiliated my body <laughs> in this park run because I was gasping at the end when you said give it socks I really did think I adhered to what you asked to do because I was in ribbons at the end. Yeah, well, the trick here is you have to go out hard, but you have to control it as well. And mm. your first K, you told me your first K was 3.52, which is a little bit quick. So that's something we have to work on as well. You, like there's going out hard, but there's going out kind of too hard as well. So mm. like you would have been better going out in 405 or something, you know, yeah. and, and holding that pace, you know. Yeah, uh, because you're you were probably going straight into anaerobic there in the first K, and you're 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 producing lactic acid sooner than you not like you should be. You know, I was trying but, to be too good, Finny. I was trying to be the great little lad. You said to me, "But you go, were great. You did great." So <laughs> you said, "Go out uh, and push yourself beyond your comfort level," <laughs> and I yeah. just went a little bit fast <laughs> but, but you live of, and learn you learn from yeah. these things you know yeah and and this is all these are they're just acid tests you know we're just getting benchmarks and and, mm. and seeing where like i have a much better idea now of where you're at than even a week ago well in this moment we need to give a quick round the parishes shout out to one particular cove club mate of yours sonia i don't know if you if you saw that run i think i think i sent it on to you of Peter Howie, who ran the Tremor Valley Park Run, won the feckin' thing in a time of <laughs> 17 minutes, 21 seconds. Now, that's that's the stuff dreams are made of, uh, really. Peter yeah, Howie. Yeah, that's where you're going. Yeah. Don't it's, Peter. it's great to see that park run back again because they had to stop that there for a while because they had some issues with parking. And so there was none really close to Cork City. So that's good to have that back again. Um, well, uh, it's weird now I'm behind you all again. So, oh, yeah. you know, yeah. if, I see, if I see what you've done before I go out, you know, and there's always a bit of pressure to, you know, <laughs> up the game a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Even though I, I, I did set out nice and easy this morning, or at least it felt nice and easy. But, it, you know, sometimes you think you're running easy and you run fast, but maybe if you think you're running easy, then you're, you're just not running stress. And I suppose if there's no urgency to get back, there's no rush in your day, yeah. then... You can be a lot more calm out there and you're relaxed, you know, yeah, nobody waiting for you to do something or to go anywhere. Yeah, 100 percent. I did. So Vinny also prescribed me a 19 kilometer long run on the Sunday. It's the furthest I've run in a very long time, Vinny. I had the company of my uh, good friend and cousin, Leo McCona. Um, and I yeah, across, I should say it's going to be the shortest you're running for a long time as well. <laughs> OK, well, it's all ahead of me. Uh, <laughs> London, <laughs> London City Marathon, less than 100 days away. I have put up my funding page there uh, on my Strava. If you want to kick in a couple of pennies, I know that things are tight, but Menfees is my charity and they really do have a huge impact on the lives of children with special needs and learning difficulties uh, up and down the UK. Tina, of course, my wife worked as a special needs teacher for many years, so I've seen the impact of charities like this and I'm delighted to be able to support them. So let's talk about our topic today, which is the foods, the foods, Vinny and Sonia, the foods that runners should stock up on and the foods they should avoid. As we said, this might seem like obvious to both of you, 
But honestly, for a lot of us noobs, this can be a source of contention because there's a lot of things that are claiming to be healthy and a lot of counter uh, intelligence on foods such as eggs, kale, sweet potatoes, regular potatoes, bananas. Let's start with the long run, seeing as we're coming off that today. I this morning had a bagel with peanut butter, banana and honey. That's what I fueled my long run with. In terms of that side of things, is there actually some decent research behind what you really need in your body before you go on a long run? I would say that that what you're eating there is, is fine. So it's fine to me. Like I should kind of preface this by saying neither of us are nutritionists or anything like that. What you're eating there, I, I, that sounds perfect to me. But regarding like long run, what I would say is Try and get out of the mindset of just what you eat immediately before your long run. Like what you eat the day before and the night before is important as well. Right. You know, so that would obviously be mo- like mostly carbs and which would fuel the glycogen that you need for your long run. Yeah. Well, and, I have a bit of an example of that now for you. Yeah. So, yeah, like yesterday. So, you know, when you have a travel day, you don't always have control of the time that you're eating and stuff. And so we kind of had something to eat in the afternoon yesterday at around three o'clock. And I was saying, oh, this is probably dinner now. And then we didn't get home at here last night until about midnight. So before I went to bed, I had a fine slice of bread and a few tomatoes. Um, and I didn't really need them, but I kind of thought, well, I better have something because otherwise I'd be feeling it tomorrow on the run because I haven't really eaten that much today. Yeah. And so that gave me like eight hours to digest a fine uh, doorstep of bread and uh, <laughs> which I had brought back from Seattle <laughs> I only went to Seattle really just to pick up some bread yeah. I, I, I haven't had bread all week because I only eat bread that I know is good bread and you know I don't. And by I don't that you mean wholemeal uh, seeded bread yeah, is this, it? this is like sourdough seeded and it comes from a great bakery called the Seawolf Bakery in Seattle and so Sophie put me onto it. Now, anytime she ever comes to visit me or I go up there, I have to bring bread back because, you know, when you know a good place, then nothing is any better. And, yeah. You know, I've yeah. never been to Phoenix before, so I haven't found a good bakery here yet. So if there's anyone out there in Phoenix who knows a good bakery, they can let me know. Well, so you bring up the bread there. Like, first of all, I will never understand people's obsession with sourdough chewy ass bread. I will never understand it (laughs) but it is one where you feel bold having uh, say a white bagel on this is there a kind of is it much of a muchness really like whether it's a white grain or a whole grain surely it doesn't matter that much oh it does though it's like what type of fuel you put in your car you know you're putting in the 87 there jarnish yeah yeah (laughs) But like, like I, I, what Not I would say, what I would say to people listening is, if you don't know how to do this, learn to read food labels, and and most people don't know how to do that. Learn to pick up stuff in the supermarket and look at the food label and compare it with other things. So I was in, I was in Dunn's today doing the shop, and you actually rang me, Charlie, hmm. and I, I was buying yogurts. And um, I was looking at the protein content in the yogurt. So 
you pick up some of them and you're like, oh my God, this is garbage. Like, and, <laughs> and it's advertised as high protein or whatever, and it's not. Yeah, I, so I, when something says high protein, it's, it doesn't say what they're saying high protein relative to what <laughs> yeah exactly and and some some things will say like um low fat or something but what are they what are they making up for it with then are they, like low fat might mean high sugar do you know mm. so okay you have to so look at- learn to read those labels and it's probably i can link that in the info if you do need a guidance on those i certainly need that that's got to be the center of this to just get on top of reading the label now last january i went for the veganuary and threw my weight behind going vegan for the month and honestly completely felt like a new man i'd be interested to get people's thoughts on that or if either of you have given it a try um i think i go through phases of you know not eating a lot of meat and probably be a bit more vegetables and fruit in my diet but I don't, I don't keep it going forever. I think I have like certain days, you know, where I'll just go with that and I'm happy with it and not feel that you have to have, you know, meat or fish or eggs or things like that. But I don't, long term, yeah, I mean, I listen to lots of people and there's, there was a, who do we listen to? Alan, was it Alan? Uh, Dr. Alan it? Redmond, was it? Yeah, he was Dr. Alan anyway. And he was really good and he was great to listen to. He's an Irish guy. I don't think it was Redmond. And um, it didn't, everybody makes a lot of sense, I think, because it's what they believe. Um, whereas I kind of believe a little bit of everything is good. And so you have to find that right balance for yourself. In certain days, Desmond, you want... Alan Desmond. That's, that's him, yeah. Go ahead, yeah. Certain days, you crave certain things more than others. Um, yeah. So like I know now I've got to go to the shop this afternoon and get some eggs because I haven't had any eggs for a week and I definitely mm. need a few eggs. And, you know, you kind of feel like you're missing something mm. um, and then you have to go for that. And even when you go out to when I go out to a restaurant and you're trying to choose what to eat, I'm always in my head going through, oh, what did I not have this week? Or, you know, what would I not normally cook at home that I can try here? So it's always a process of elimination and... Mm you know, what's left then that I really need. Well, that is the balanced diet, right, Vinny? That's trying to get food from the categories that you need. Sir, you were asking me about pre-long run and stuff, but I would be remiss not to mention the protein as well afterwards. Like the protein is really important for like recovery and uh, rebuilding and stuff like that. So it's really important after, especially a long run or a workout to get some uh, protein and some carbs in you have to replenish that glycogen and repair any little micro tears and muscles stuff like that after a long run or a workout i'd always have food with me and the second i finish my cool down uh, the food is going into me you know until until i get home and then i can have a meal well we've so much more to get to in the second half of this conversation with sonia sullivan and vinnie mulvey I want to remind you of a couple of things that we have happening this week on the Irish Man Abroad Podcast Network. Of course, Honey, You're Ruining Your Kid, a parenting podcast is out with Tina, my wife, again. She was on Pat Kenny the other week. If you uh, tuned into that, uh, you'll know what we're talking about. This week, we're talking about kids that bite. Biters. What do you do if your kid's biting you? What do you do if your kid won't change their clothes? We had an email out from someone who can't get their kid to change out of their clothes. They're literally sleeping in their day clothes. 
and what's the most dangerous thing that we've done as kids and what do you do if your kid has been mortified at school and can't raise their head above the parapet in there again. Tina's got all the answers. She's got 20 years of experience in the business. As I mentioned on Friday's show, uh, Alan Partridge himself, Steve Coogan, is going to be my guest on the big interview in February. That's to mark 10 years of Irishman abroad. Can you believe it? 10 years of doing this podcast. And I'd love you to come over to Patreon and start enjoying the 10 years back catalogue that we have there with the greatest Irish people of all time cost the price of a pint and you'll be in in the space of a couple of clicks on patreon.com forward slash Irishman Abroad I think anybody can be a runner it just depends on what level of runner you want to be It's a new world record for Sonia O'Sullivan Brilliant run by the Irish girl O'Sullivan has closed the gap quietly efficiently but most of all economically and that is important running is one of those that you can actually get started without too much it's probably one of the simplest sports you can do you really don't need a whole lot people think that they need more than they need well that's an impressive piece of running so far by Sonia O'Sullivan yes I am still running but I'm running because I enjoy it Sonia O'Sullivan is moving out nicely is this to be Ireland's first ever female world champion Sonia O'Sullivan is on her way to another magnificent victory. Running is a kind of a, an adjective or that you can use to describe a lot of different things. And Sonia O'Sullivan is going to take the world title back to Ireland and our home city of Cove. <laughs> 